Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in at any time to KUST at mixler.com slash KUST hyphen radio. Welcome to The Medium, a podcast presented by Tommy Media that's all about what's happening in the art and entertainment world. On today's show, we talk about the importance of art during a time of crisis and discuss the current relevance of celebrities. Welcome to The Medium. Everyone, we're back. Another episode being recorded over Zoom. Hi, Reed. Hello, Maddie. Yes, we are. It is some interesting times right now um this is the new norm um seeing my friends only on my computer screen it's great it's kind of wild uh you caught me i don't actually have friends um so (laughs) read what about me i'm here oh really (laughs) (laughs) yeah crazy times but we make do keep on keeping on i guess um but also covid19 has been kind of wild with just the art world, as we were talking about last episode, the movie theater industry is just kind of on a dip because people can't even go to the movies. Um, so we're kind of continuing that trend into this week, but almost shifting it into the creating side of art, but then also the appreciating side of art in the importance of having art during a crisis or just during stress and the good things about it. Um, but on the flip side of that, I've seen a lot of pressure for people to be productive while in quarantine there's this expectation of like oh you have all this time being at home fill your time with hobbies and tasks and whatever but it's kind of tough i think to force yourself into that pressure frankly um but it's specifically creators i follow a lot of authors on twitter and they're always talking about like wow i didn't write anything today because it's super hard to focus And they all feel bad about it, which I understand. Like, you think you have all this time, but there seems to just be this odd pressure on everybody to be making content if that's their job. And I don't really like that. I don't know. That makes me kind of frustrated. Um, I don't know, Reed, if you've seen this at all, but I keep hearing the example of like, oh, Shakespeare wrote King Lear under quarantine, which like, yeah, partly true. But they were wildly different circumstances. Just to give a little background on that, he was writing King Lear around 1600-ish. And between the years of 1603 and 1613, playhouses were shut 60% of the time because of quarantines for the plague, for other sicknesses, whatever. So a lot of the time that he was working was spent in these kind of conditions. So to him, it was normal. To us, it's not normal this is entirely new i don't know reed have you seen any examples of that or just felt that kind of pressure for yourself uh yeah i've definitely felt that sort of pressure um like you um i assume actually but i follow a lot of um creators uh whether that be painters uh film uh filmmakers um actors actresses um even some sculptors too uh, I follow a lot of them, and authors as well. Um, and it's been interesting to see their reaction. Um, I kind of lumped myself into that, although I'm not at 
the same level as a lot of these creators are. Um, and yeah, there's definitely this pressure. Um, we've been given silver lining of this terrible pandemic is that we've been given kind of the gift of time mm -hmm. um, or at least uh, downtime. The illusion of time. Mainly. The illusion of the illusion of time is, yeah, um, because obviously like, for example, we're students, we're still in school. Uh, we're mm -hmm. still taking classes. Right. Um, like I literally just got done meeting with a professor right before I hopped on this meeting. Um, so no, we're still, our time is still being filled. It's just, I guess we are given a little bit more time because we're not commuting. Right. Um, we don't have, uh, we're not going out and doing stuff with friends. We're confined to our own space. Um, to be, uh, uh, to put stuff in simple terms, everyone has become an introvert, I guess. Um, kind of true. But back to the kind of creator thing, I think <clears throat> with this gift of time or this downtime, it's it provides the opportunity um i think there is an expectation for creators to create during this time um that doesn't mean it's you're going to create something good uh when it comes to art um you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink um <laughs> to put it honestly that's probably the most perfect analogy of an artist in these times right now um I don't know. Art for me, uh, I'm a visual artist, and for me, it's very organic um, when it comes to creative or creativity. Um, sometimes it just hits, and then sometimes I sit down to blank canvas or blank sheet of paper with the intention of like, I have this energy I really want to draw, but I can't come up with anything original or anything new to save my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, pencil in hand canvas right there I got time on my hands and I can't do it yeah um and it's frustrating um I do have I do that expectation to do stuff I pulled out my canvas or my easel and my paints and I started working on a new piece and it feels good to work on it but it felt forced like I was doing myself a disservice for not being productive as an artist during this time when I'm at home like 95% of my time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there, there's this negative weight of expectation that follows anything creative I hear like nowadays. Um, and maybe that's me being a pessimist. I think there's a lot of artists out there who are really happy with the fact that they have all this time to work on their, their art. Um, I know like certain filmmakers have been tweeting and they're like excited. They've been like writing, uh, scripts and different drafts for big upcoming movies. And that's really exciting. Um, so yeah, there are people who are excited with this time. They don't, no longer have an excuse to put off their art, you know, now they can focus on it, but sometimes, you know, art is, Art is relative, man, when it comes to time, I guess. Yeah, no, that's uh, true. Yeah. I think the point about like having excuses to not make whatever content you're making is um, interesting because like, as you were saying, you do visual art 
I like to write a lot. And my biggest thing was like, oh, I just need time to do it. And I know we already mentioned, like, it's not like we have that much extra time than we already did. But I'm kind of realizing, I'm like, if I want the time, I can make time even when we're in like normal living situations. I just have to give myself the time. And I don't know if this is like kind of the same with uh, visual art as it is with writing, but there's this whole thing of like, oh, I can't write because I don't know what it's going to be or I don't know where to go. And you kind of have to like push through that and just write, like force yourself to do it. And I, that's where I'm finding myself a lot. Like even if I'm not feeling like, oh, I can't do it because it's not great right now, I have to do it. And that's a very similar situation to where we are now of we're just stuck inside and I feel like I don't have time or aren't doing as much as I'd want to be, but a little bit is better than nothing. And again, it's, I don't know. It's just, I don't like the thought that you have to be doing something, like, especially for full-time authors or screenwriters, directors, that this is all of a sudden this like magical period of time to do it. Cause you can't always turn it on and off. Like you said, sometimes you just don't have the creative outlet, creative flow to be doing that right now. And then that just adds more pressure. And then when you are feeling it, you're nervous because you have to get more done, da, 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 da. Then go on and on with that kind of argument. But then I also get the point of take the time if you have the time while you do and maybe like try to push through even though it sucks. Um, But the point you're bringing up at the end of like people finally getting time to work on projects is kind of exciting in a way because then we can come out of the stay at home orders and then hopefully have all these like new exciting things to look forward to. And I guess that gets me to the next point that we wanted to talk about, just of like the importance of having it during times of crisis. If anything, art, movies, books, whatever, that's kind of what brings us together while we're all literally separated from each other. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to get a little like philosophical here. Um, I, hope you, I hope you guys don't mind. Um, but I think that's where this conversation is leading. Um, when it comes to art, it like non-essential businesses have been closed down for, I think all of them have been closed down for around a month now um, on average. And those non-essential, uh, those non-essential businesses are movie theaters, bookstores, um, virtually anything that has to do with entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. And I always, I kind of find myself, even before this, I was always kind of questioning, like, my interests have always lied in movies, um, you know, TV shows, books, you know, I'm, I feel, I'm a, like, naturally skilled artist, and, um, and I often contemplate that, like, my interests and my skills are not practical in the real They're world. like unnecessary. Yes, exactly. They're deemed unnecessary. Like, there's many times where I wish I was an accounting whiz versus being a painter, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I'd love the ability to quickly, you know, do my taxes. Like, that'd be fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. I'd love that. And it'd be very practical in the real world. But there, in general, like, I kind of think about this. Like, there is something essential about these industries, um, these entertainment industries that kind of make us human, mm-hmm. I guess. 
Mm -hmm. um, you know, being able to like art in general is an expression of emotion and thought and I don't know, experience. And like even on the most basic level, like all forms of entertainment can be deemed as art. Um, movies and TV shows are deemed as art, um, just kind of on a more broad level, on a more widely dispersed level. Um, and when you take that stuff away, it kind of takes away, I don't know, like a piece of piece of humanity in society. You know, um, we're not able to see each other's expressions. Um, you know, we're not experiencing other people's thoughts and feelings as much. Um, we're not even, we're not distracting ourselves from maybe bad situations. Like, I love movies. Um, I love the fact that they are virtually escapism. You know, you escape into another world. Mm -hmm. You experience a different world for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. And, and you know, there's something wrong about escapism if you overindulge in it, but sometimes you do need that break from reality when reality is too tough. Mm -hmm. And suddenly the whole world says, no, no more break. But this pandemic constantly you know, crashing down on you. Um, and, you know, we hear a lot about people just getting heavy into streaming services. We're going to do some recommendations later in this episode about what we're watching. And I don't know, the need for escape escapism is just so intense right now. Very real. And yeah. yeah. And having so much of that taken away from us, so many opportunities to escape from reality taken away from us has made things, I think, hard. Um, and if anything, we're getting, people are getting more creative. We're coming up with different ways to um, be creative. And mm -hmm to have that outlet and one of my favorite things I keep seeing on the internet is like these whole neighborhoods and urban areas are where people are like have their windows open or on roofs and like they're playing like blasting music either live or through a stereo or whatever and people are like dancing in their different apartments from across the street and they're all like experiencing this life in their own isolation mm -hmm. but they're still together and I, I don't know there's something about that that's wonderful where like forced to get more creative mm -hmm. yeah yeah no I agree I with you um when you were talking it reminded me earlier when you had said everybody's an introvert now it's funny I very much am I'm very much a homebody I don't leave my house my apartment that much but the one thing I always leave to do every week is go to the bookstore and I can't go to the bookstore and it's so sad because like you said it's all closed um, but it reminds me, have you seen the movie Dead Poets Society? Oh, of course. Okay. Me? One of my oh, favorite Captain, movies, obviously English lit reading person, whatever makes sense. But the, when they're talking in that Williams character has a line of like, he's listing all these different jobs that they're all going to get, like engineering, doctors, accountants, whatever, bankers, those are all great things, but then it's what do we live for? Like, why bother having all of that if you don't get anything out of life anyway? And he's just talking about like poetry and reading and art, like that's what you live for. And I always go back to that of like, everything kind of sucks right now. And 
it's essential that we have like doctors, the healthcare workers are phenomenal and truck drivers and engineers, like all of that's still great. But then like what's getting us through is like you were saying, the ways to be creative, whether that's escaping into a book series or a movie franchise or talking with your neighbors with sidewalk chalk, I don't know. But that creativity is kind of the whole point for me, I think. So it's nice to see the connections that people are trying to make with the creativity and still trying to like cling to streaming services and like what, it, like, thank God people have those. Like that's very, I, we're very fortunate to have that immediate content when we want dude, it. Dude, I don't know what people did during the Spanish flu. Like, <laughs> oh my God, like, you know how much Netflix and Hulu I've been watching? It's unreal. <laughs> oh my God. I got, I got HBO just because I'm like, I needed new content. Oh God, that's that's, that's an exaggeration. I was I'm more curious about what's on there, but yeah, but even so, it's fine. Um, I don't know. There was never really like a point to this topic, but it was more just to like recognize the difficulties and the pressures that a lot of creators are under, but then also like appreciating the work they're doing anyways, and now all the other work that's already been made, and just trying to figure out a way to get by right now yeah yeah i don't know but we got kind of a more i think it's a little bit of hot takes coming in um we're gonna bring our producer kayla in to talk with us she also hosts the podcast cold facts hot takes so she's just got the pipe and hot tea constantly and this is an idea that she came up with, and it's the current irrelevance of celebrities. So, Kayla, thank you for joining us. Welcome to yeah. the podcast. Yeah, you know me, always got the hottest takes around, <laughs> always on brand. So can you just kind of give a little rundown of where you came up with this topic and why it's kind of hilarious? Yeah, so I've been seeing stuff. Um, from celebrities complaining about being in quarantine when they're quarantined in their mansions. Um, <laughs> you know, they got their at-home gyms, they got their um, swimming pools, their five guest bedrooms. So it's just kind of putting that in comparison to what a lot of us are experiencing, just being in close quarters with our um, families, <laughs> it's a lot different. Mm -hmm. And also what's gotten me upset too is how easily they can get tested for um, the coronavirus when there's some people who are experiencing the symptoms and still have troubles accessing the testing and the care that they need. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... I don't know if this is a show for that. I think that's just an example of the wealth and inequality in this country that we're experiencing. Um, but I would like to, I, this is, I've always kind of been just aware of this, maybe I'm like, just kind of less so, but now it's just been heightened. And I think everyone else is starting to realize this as well, how unimportant celebrities actually are in the real world. Mm -hmm. Like, they may be home names. Like we have a, I'm looking at a script right now and there's a couple of names right here. 
I'm like, oh, I know the, who they are, like, instantly. Like, I don't have to think about it. Um, but when, like, stuff hits the fan, when the real world is suddenly shaken, how unimportant they are. And I think a lot of celebrities are realizing this now. Like, Celebrities are also kind of realizing their lack of importance, frankly. Yeah, yeah. I think there is some awareness that's now being spread throughout Hollywood. I think um, there's certainly a lot of actors, actresses, singers, whatever, uh, celebrities who who are more, you know, down to earth, grounded, um, who realize, you know, the world isn't about them. and and I think it's obvious who some of these celebrities are, and it's obvious who some of these, some of the celebrities are a little self-absorbed, and they're now getting a cold splash of reality where um, you know when stuff hits the fan, they're just not vital to anyone. They're not anyone's first thought when they wake up in the morning and bothers them. Um, I think. And we're, I'm going to get really pessimistic and really critical of celebrities right now. And this does not apply to all of them, for sure. But um, I think the limelight is addicting. And I think you can see that pattern, like that first dip into uh, uh, celebrityism, popularism, um, and how it gradually just transforms a person. Some people do really well with it they grow into global phenomenons and then just crash and burn in the worst possible way mm-hmm. um britney spears would be an excellent example of this um maybe even michael jackson um would be also an example to a more complex um extent but uh and i think there's just this addictive quality to that limelight and once that that attention is no longer on them. Um, I mean, try taking away coffee from me. I'm an addict to coffee and you take away coffee from me and I throw a tantrum, you know, it's, you, you start having, um, how what is it called? Uh, withdrawals. And I think we're seeing that with a lot of celebrities right now where they're throwing up these kind of controversial videos or they're trying to stay relevant during this time by talking about coronavirus and how it's affecting them, even though they're living in like multi-million dollar homes, um, huge, like huge homes. <laughs> and they don't have to worry about getting sick because they can get tested really easily. Um, and it's just, they're just not relevant in any way. And when you see some celebrities try and force their way into relevancy, uh, it just makes makes it even more clear how, I don't know, us as a society has been wrong for having our attention on like the Kardashians, for example, like why we don't need, they don't need this attention. They don't need, it's it's fun to watch them for entertainment wise, but my God, there are so many bigger issues that need attention in our society. Um, and Addy, what's your take on this? You, you come in. I'm ranting here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I was when I was trying to figure out like what to really think about this idea. I read an article where they someone was arguing like, oh, but they're all out of work. Like they're not 
getting jobs. And I'm like, yeah, they're not. But also, it's not like they're not well off already. They they're not never in work. like a critical situation where they need their job. Like that's been this whole thing of like essential versus non-essential workers and people getting kind of laid off because restaurants are closing or whatever. And like they need th that work. Celebrities most likely don't need that immediate of work. They're fine taking a four month break from movie, like whatever their thing is. There, there's some, there's some actors and actresses that have like, decades long hiatus you know yeah, like they're, they're many of them are well off for the rest of their lives you know mm -hmm. like this is that is not an issue in the slightest you know it's mm -hmm. they're not getting work but they don't need work you know and a lot of their situations like they like many of us like we're doing right now they their work has adjusted to the fact that they are um you know, stay at home in shelter. Mm -hmm. uh, like the late night shows are still doing at home segments. Uh, Saturday Night Live did a um, at home show, which was very interesting. You know, it's they are not martyrs. You know, uh, just you know, they quick splash reality. Like when push comes to shove, like in the world when things start going a little bit sour, they are the non essentials. You know, we're talking about art and entertainment. Like, they are part of that. And if anything, they are kind of the bad part of that. Like, this ego behind cele celebrityism, that is the bad part of art and creativity. You know, I, I think the ego is a good distinction to make there because I can even argue, like, the late night hosts continuing from their homes is a good thing. Like, that keeps oh, yeah. something that everyone can watch and hold on to and look forward to getting back in the regular time. But Kayla, you had mentioned before we started recording a couple young celebrities talking about how unfortunate everything is, if you want to elaborate on that. <laughs> yeah, um, there was this Instagram Live um, event between Justin Bieber, um, Haley Baldwin, his wife, and Kendall Jenner. And they just talked about like how blessed they are for what they have and worked so hard for and that they were mindful of those in need, which, yeah, thanks for being mindful of those in need. But you have millions of dollars that you could be donating to, like, help the people in need and or, like, doing more than just talking about it. And especially when they're the ones who, like Reed said, they aren't, they aren't affected right, by the coronavirus. And a lot of times, like, when celebrities bring up, like, political issues or social issues, it's about raising awareness. And in this case, no awareness is needed. Everyone knows what's going on. Like, no one's living under a rock in this case. There's no way to not know about it at this point. Exactly. So it's, it's them take, it's almost them taking advantage of this situation. It's trying to, like, weasel the way, like, this pin movement i hope our, our viewers can't see this or listen it's amazing Looks like um, they're trying to like yes they're trying to wiggle their way into the limelight of the coronavirus you know like well and, like you were saying keep some sort of relevance exactly yeah they're trying to keep relevance and that is not what's important and i think that's it's a true sign of egotism is when you have a celebrity who's trying to remain relevant when it's by all means not necessary and 
if anything, is taking up relevancy away from what's more important, like, I don't know, uh, was it health awareness, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's more petty than anything, if, if you ask me. Like, it's not doing major harm, but I think it's harmful indirectly. Yeah, I had found a list of, it was just a bunch of celebrities who had donated money to some charity or project, whatever, just in the time. And there was, like, some big names on it, some names I didn't know. And, like, granted, the sums of money they're donating probably are, like, a dent, hardly a dent to them, but to us is huge. But at least it's something. Do you want to pull up some some names? Yeah, so, I think... I would like to, I'm being very critical of celebrities, but I know there's a lot of, there's mm-hmm. a lot of them out there who are doing like really good work um, and have been actually impactful in a positive way. Yeah. Um, one name off the top of my head is Lady Gaga. She's been incredibly, I don't know. She's the first persuasive. one on this list. There you go. She did, um, she did a thingy with the World Health Organization and raised more than $35 million. Yeah. Right. That's great. If you, like, celebrities have this, I, I, you know, I've been, I've been downing celebrities this entire podcast, but they do have this power. They have this, they have people's attention and that is power, you know, um, and you can be very impactful with that power uh, for good or bad. Um, and let's focus on the good and like Lady Gaga, Gaga is an example of being able to like whip up her fans into donating um, willingly, of course. And like her, she has a spotlight, you know. And I don't know. Yeah. Well, even on um, a smaller scale of that, there's been some YouTubers doing some like donating things. Like I think um, it was over our spring breaks, so, like mid late March. Dude Perfect did a week-long quarantine classic is what they called it and like every night live they would do some sport game in their headquarters and they would just ask their the people watching to like donate money and I don't know how much I think they may have gotten like a hundred thousand dollars maybe more maybe less I don't know but like just fun stuff like that and then the list that I found people who donated money is like Oprah Winfrey, Dolly Parton, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Russell Wilson, so like even football players, um, all just like donating money. But then on the other end, kind of like what Dude Perfect with like making a show and making entertainment. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but John Krasinski made like this good news reporting channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's just something cute that it's like he's not doing that. I don't think for the recognition. I feel like John Krasinski's a good enough dude. To just be like, hey, let's just like genuinely have some good news. Right. It's not the John Krasinski show. It's like literally trying to make people happy by telling he's, good he's things the in the world. Everything that he's talking about is other people's yeah, good examples of what's going on. Exactly. So, you know, I would agree that that is, yeah. Kayla, have a, you watched that show or seen any other examples of like good things that people are doing with their status? Um, I'd say like the John Krasinski's Some Good News is something that's definitely brought some joy for me. I watched the Hamilton yes. um, episode. Yeah. It was they, so good. 
Yeah. It was so cute. Loved it. But even that, like, he didn't do that. He didn't bring those people on just to, like, get views. He did it for a little girl who he was interviewing. So, like, even all those people, and he knows that's going to bring other views. It was for her. Just to, like, make her smile because she couldn't go to the show. It's just, it's just so sweet. And you know what? It makes other people smile, too. Like, maybe not as much as that little girl, but it certainly made other people happy. I enjoyed it. Kayla yeah. enjoyed it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, all I right. don't know. It's just, it's kind of, I... I had not really thought about it until Kayla brought up just the whole, like, they're not important. I'm like, yeah, they're really not. Um, but it'll be curious to see when all of this gets cleared up, if that changes anything, or even, like, among lay people, I guess you could call us, if we kind of reevaluate our perspective on celebrity. I like priorities, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll... Uh... When that happens, we'll we'll be back on to tell you about that. Um, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out then. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I think we're going to move on to their, our last segment of our podcast. And that is, um, well, usually we do news, uh, but because the news is kind of a downer or has been consistent, as in everything is shut down, uh, we've decided to kind of transition into more what we're watching. Um, during our, you know, our quarantine. So uh, we're gonna give a couple of recommendations of what we've been watching. Uh, Maddie, do you wanna start? Um, sure, I can go. Um, I haven't really looked at anything super new yet. I've just been kind of rewatching stuff, which is actually kind of nice. Um, for example, I rewatched the movie 1917 like three times last week. Wow. But I mean, it's fantastic anyways. Um, I don't know. Something about the movie is hitting different right now. I'm like, dang, it's good. So I'd recommend that. I also watched Little Women a couple times. Um, again, great movie. I was, I was watching. I was at home last week and I watched it and my dad came in. It was like an hour after it ended and I was still upset. I'll just say. And he was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, dad, I'm fine. It's just, I watch Little Women and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> that, oh, good movie. Uh, what else did I, I watched Parasite for the first time. Oh my God, yes. Which was good. I was hitting up like the best picture nominations this past week. A so, little late for that, come on, man. Videos. And then, Reed, this <laughs> is kind of a recommendation for you because it's an HBO series. It's called Chernobyl. I, that is on my watch list. I want to yeah. watch that so badly. It's short. It's five episodes. It's about <clears throat> the Chernobyl disaster, but more like it equally has the science of it, but the politics of it, which is super interesting. Amazing. Like, oh, I don't even know. The ten, like you all, we all know how it ends, kind of. Like the first episode is the meltdown and the explosion of the nuclear site, but it, it was so good, so intense. So I'd recommend that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of it. Just rewatching some stuff, rewatch, rereading some books that I read like six years ago. So that's what I got. Very nice, very nice. Uh, Kayla, what what do you got? Um, so I just finished Tiger King this past weekend. Carol Baskin. Carol, yeah. Stay tuned to Cold Facts Hot Takes. We're gonna be having some hot takes on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
my roommate and I are watching Community on Netflix. No. Underrated show. It's really good. Um, my, bro- my brother loves that show. And the creators went on to make uh, Rick and Morty, which I'm, yeah. So I'm, I don't know why I haven't gotten into it, but like it's, it's on my things to watch list. Yeah, I recommend it's, it's, it's really good. I just, I don't know how to describe it. It's not really like, I don't know what to compare it to. Is it's it not like, like a comedy sitcom kind of thing? Or is yeah, it- it's like a sitcom, but it's also very dramatic. Like, it's like dramatic in an ironic way. Gotcha. It's, it's good. <laughs> recommend. Um, otherwise, I'm going to start Pride and Prejudice. For the third time. Yes, get it. All time favorite stand. book. Yes. Yes. Did you have you seen the movie? Um, I've seen the not the BBC one. It's the one with what's her name? Kira Knightley. Yes. The newer one? Yes. Quality. The BBC is that the one that has Colin Firth in it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Nice. What a time. Reed, you got anything new? I I wouldn't say new. Um, it's what I've been watching. I watched the first season of True Detective. Great show. Um, Matthew McConaughey is like a gift from God. He's he is <laughs> he is a gem. His hair is amazing. Um, His hair? Yeah, it's like I was I'm literally like I you know, it's like a 10 episode series and it's an hour hour long and like literally i spent 10 hours just like eventually i i was just wondering like how does he get his hair like that it's so good like i want hair like that wait Um, there there's two okay i looked up a picture and there's two different hairstyles there's a short kind which is what i think you're talking about and it looks great but yeah. then there's like a long, weird ponytail looking kind. Not that one. That's when he got weird. It's the whole thing. But okay. no, like in the beginning, yeah. like his, his the hair short, is Yeah, the like, short haircut looks really good. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I watched that very good. Um, a little behind on that, but I'm going to skip season two because I heard it's not good and just move on to season three with Hershaw Ali, I believe is the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, love the actor. Can't pronounce his name. I'm so sorry. Um, I can't, I'm excited for that. One thing that I watched that I didn't bring up last time, um, literally like right before the shutdown happened, uh, it was the last movie I saw in theaters. It was, I watched The Invisible Man. Yeah, was that any good? It was really good. Um, it's honestly, it like take away like kind of the monster aspect of it. It's about an abusive relationship, and the main character, played by Elizabeth Moss, does an excellent job doing that. Um, like, there's a lot of gaslighting, and a lot of people like obviously don't believe her. And it's very, yeah, it's very well done, airtight, like for a horror movie. Like, usually there's a lot of like weird plot holes. Um, mm-hmm. This was very well written, very well acted. Yeah, um, it's out. It's out on rent. Either to rent or buy, I suggest doing either. Um, I'd rewatch it, so you know, go ahead and hit that buy button. Um, I also watch, yeah, I know. Uh, go ahead and like and subscribe. Um, and uh, for notifications, yeah, this right. Uh, let's see what else. And I watched The Gentleman, 
also with Matthew McConaughey. Um, an older on a Matthew McConaughey high right now. All right, all right, all right. Um, I, know. I mean, he's got a lot of options, so he does. Take he's your very pick. yeah. Um, he's really cool. That he's a little older. This came out, I think, either in January. I think it was January. Um, so it's really it's a really new movie, and it's really is really good. Very stylized. Um, it's by Guy Ritchie. And Guy Ritchie is an excellent director. He did uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. Um, he did this movie called Man from Uncle, which is really good, very underrated. Um, anyways, he's, yeah. I'm pretty sure he also great. did the new Aladdin. He did, yeah, he did. Um, so, no, he's excellent director, and this is really shows in this. Um, yeah, it's kind of a gangster comedy thriller. Um, anyway, I would recommend it. Uh, other than that, kind of just been rewatching just old sitcoms. Um, yeah. Good way That's to spend your day. Mm-hmm. And I think that just wraps up our recommendations. Um, so, guys, get out there, watch. Just keep watching. Don't stop watching. Read, maybe. Appreciate it's, art. Woo! Appreciate Woo. art. Um, don't feel don't feel pressured to, you know, get creative. Do it in your own time. Art is organic. It's also relative. <laughs> but also, like, try um, something new. Try something new. If anything, yeah, try something new. This is the time where you get to explore what really, really makes you happy. So yeah. go out and do that. Stay healthy, everyone, please. Bye, guys. Bye.